it seems like as the world keeps changing, there are more elephants coming into the room. And today I'm going to be talking about a whole herd of elephants. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun and I'm sitting in today for Bob Bierman. Bob has got some health issues as you undoubtedly know and he's taking care of himself. He's doing exactly what he needs to be doing and I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing and that's helping Bob Bierman because Bob Bierman is my brother and I will always come to the aid of my brother. Bob Bierman needs all of our help. He needs our prayers, he needs our well wishes and also if you find it in your heart he needs the donations that will help him keep his ministry alive and well and growing in the future. And if you haven't heard, Bob Bierman has surgery this week. And so I'm doing Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday this week. And if my voice sounds a little odd, I kind of did something I should not have done. I have some pipes under my house that freeze when it gets way below zero. And so I had some frozen pipes that I had to take care of. And after I got everything taken care of, I saw that some of my barn cats were down under the house with me. And I didn't want to lock them under the house, of course. And so I tried to get them to go out from under the house. And they just run circles down there. I just was no way I was getting them out because it was warmer down there than it was on the outside of the house. Well, so I started grabbing handfuls of this real dusty dirt. And you have to understand my house is over 100 years old. And so this dirt hasn't seen sunlight for over 100 years. And also it gets damp and busty down there. And I was throwing handfuls of dirt at these cats trying to scare them so I wouldn't lock them in. Well, I ended up breathing a whole bunch of dusty mold. And boy am I suffering for that. So I guess lesson learned, let the cats stay down there when they yowl loud enough, they'll come out when I open the door. But I didn't want to lock them in. I wanted to take care of them so they could get the food and water. But uh, boy, did I pay the price for trying to scare them out. And so everyone needs to take care of their health and don't throw any moldy dust because you'll be sorry if you do. But you don't tune in to listen to moldy dust stories. You tune in to hear the latest news and the latest commentary. And I've been doing a whole lot of studying. And as I said last Wednesday, my studying sometimes is starting to make me ill. It just makes me sick what I see happening to our fellow brothers and sisters, our fellow Americans, our fellow world travelers. Because we're all in this world together. Whether you believe or you don't believe, whether you are or aren't, whatever you want to fill in the blank, we're still in this together. And to see the brainwashing and to see the corruption and to see the just absolute inhumanity to man that I see on a daily basis is very disturbing to me. Now you have to understand I'm out here on the ranch and I don't get to see anything basically but dogs, cats, chickens, and cows. And so my days are really peaceful until I come in and start researching for my show. And then all of a sudden I'm hit with the reality of the world and it's a mess. And in this show I'm going to be talking about the messes that I see, and I'm going to be talking about what I'm going to call the elephants in the room. And I don't know why more people aren't talking about what I'm going to talk about today. I might be stepping on some toes. There might be some sacred cows 
that are not supposed to be mentioned or talked about. But it's time we put all of our cards on the table. We are at a point in history where basically you're either going to put up or shut up. We're going to have to do what we have to do. And we're going to have to do it in a way that is loving and thoughtful and caring. But the main thing I'm trying to point out is that we must do something before it's too late. You know, when there's a bunch of elephants walking around, the grass gets trampled. And you and me, my friend, are the grass. And until we load our elephant guns and go elephant hunting and take care of a few of these elephants, then we're just going to have to get used to being trampled upon. Sad but true. But I wanted to thank everybody for their prayers for Bob Beerman. And and I've been thanking of Bob Beerman all day today and wishing him well. And I hope that everything is going according to what he wants and also according to God's plan. And I'm really happy that I'm able to be able to help Bob out in his time of need. And I really appreciate all the prayers for Bob Beerman. And Bob has been working so hard, not only on his ministry, but also on his life. Recent moves and selling of houses and a lot of things have happened in the last year with Bob Bierman. And now he's fighting for his health. And we all need to stand behind Bob Bierman. And we need to redouble our efforts in supporting him in every way we can. Bob got a hold of me and asked me if I could do several programs because he's pretty much between a rock and a hard space. Well, of course I said yes, because that's what not only friends are for, that's what brothers are for. And Bob Bierman truly is my brother. And I will be here for my brother anytime he asks. So that's why I'm here today. And I know that the reason that people tune in to this show is to listen to Bob Bierman and me included. And so I'm no Bob Bierman, but I'm going to do my best. And I really do appreciate you tuning in today. Well, I'm going to start off this week by talking about things. Things that aren't said. Things that have to be said. You know, there's the old saying that you have to pay attention to the elephant in the room. But a lot of people like to take that elephant in the room and try to sweep it under the rug. And we've been sweeping so many elephants under so many rugs for so many years that another saying comes to mind is your chickens come home to roost and so by placing all of our elephants under rugs the chickens are coming home to roost and we're seeing it all over the world and i'm going to try to offer as many solutions as i can because i really don't like pointing problems out without at least coming up with some idea of a solution but before i come up with any solutions at all I want everyone to understand that about three years ago, I came to the conclusion 100%, and if nothing else, my feelings have got even stronger than 100%, if that's possible, and that's that there is only one place to go right now for security and safety and comfort and true love, and that is to run to Almighty God. And as it says in Psalms, I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge 
and my fortress. In God and Him will I trust. We have to trust in God right now because ultimately everything I'm going to talk about is going to need the intervention of God to be able to get this straightened out. And so I said I was going to talk about things. Well, things that are elephants in the room, to be more precise. Do you realize that our southern border is allowing millions of uneducated, sometimes unhealthy, people that have no job, they have no destination, only they have to cross the border? And one of the main reasons they're crossing the border is because our politicians in Washington, I think, are involved in this in both parties. I truly don't think they want to stop this. And I'm not picking on the poor people that are coming across. Of course, there's also terrorists and drug dealers and human traffickers and all sorts of evil coming across that border as well. But there's also homeless people with no money, with poor health, are storming across the border, and they're being flown and bussed all over the United States and dropped off everywhere. And the ones that aren't flown out are just absolutely clogging the southern states of the United States. But they don't stay down south very long. Usually, somehow, they get shuttled up north. But as the millions start going north, there's millions more crossing the border. And so the glut that's happening down in Texas and Arizona and the border states isn't getting any better. Maybe the illegals crossing the border have different names and different faces, but the numbers of illegals are, if nothing else, getting much worse. And I don't know why, as a country, I don't know why we're putting up with this. Honestly, I don't. You might say, well, what can we do? Well, I'm going to say this. Doing nothing sure isn't solving anything, is it? And so if I would have to just say something very simplistic, at least do something. At least try something. This sitting back and watching it happen isn't working for anybody. Now, ultimately, where I'm going with this elephant is not the illegals crossing our border. I think that if American citizens went down there and and tried to protect our border, I think our corrupt government would throw us in jail. And that's another elephant I'm going to talk about during the show is our government. But I'm going to go back to a segment of we the people. People that are children of God. Now, a lot of these people have rejected God or have never, ever even considered God as their Savior. But nonetheless, they are all created in the image of God. And God did create them as his children. And just like the prodigal son that goes astray, there is always a chance that some of these people can come back into the fold. But I'm going to be talking about the subcultures. The subcultures that are growing so fast in the United States that if we don't get this under control, it's not going to be a world war or an asteroid striking us or our economy failing. 
It's not going to be any of the above that's going to sink the United States of America. Now, several years ago, that politician who ended up being pretty slimy, I believe his name was John Edwards, was running for the Democratic nomination. And he kept claiming, as part of his campaigning, that there were two Americas. And he was trying to say the Republican America, where everybody's rich, and the hard-working, poor families who are all Democrats, that's what he was trying to say. And, of course, he's wrong on both counts. But I really do believe there's more than two Americas. In our judicial system, there's the America where you can be pulled out of your car and beaten to death by five cops in Memphis. And the reason they pulled Tyree Nichols over was because they said he was driving erratically. And so driving erratically will get you beat to death by five thugs who are wearing uniforms in Memphis. There's that judicial system. And then there's the judicial system of George W. Bush, who can get us involved in wars all over the planet, scot-free. And there's the judicial system of Hillary Clinton, who can openly commit treason and openly lie to Congress and openly destroy evidence and, and openly laugh about it on nightly news. And yet, nothing happens to her. But it seems like if you're a poor American, whether you're black or white, you have one judicial system for you. Then you have your corporate heads, like the corporate heads of Pfizer, who can get away with murder, literal murder. As a matter of fact, it's mass genocide all over the world. But yet, we gave them immunity. That was the worst thing that Ronald Reagan ever did was to allow immunity to these pharmaceutical companies. And I've always been a big fan of Ronald Reagan, but for that, I'm very disappointed. And so what we're looking at is more than two worlds here as far as the judicial system goes. And getting back to Tyree Nichols, I hope that those five cops that beat him to death are punished to the highest extent of the law. If you watch that entire beating, that entire video, it just makes you want to vomit. And to see that those people are representing the law enforcement of the United States of America. And then you have people that say, back the blue, back the blue. I'm going to tell you something. I realize all cops aren't bad. I realize that. But how do I know which cop is pulling me over? How do I know if that's a good one or a bad one? You tell me that. I don't know what I'm going to do. Next time I'm pulled over, I've always been very respectful and polite, and I've always been very compliant. But all of my research is showing me there's an elephant in the room that we have law enforcement that's out of control in this country. That's an elephant in this room. It's being swept under the rug. It's time to point it out and say there's an elephant in the room, and it's called police brutality. It's called abuse of power. It's called corruption. And also, while you're at it, you might as well throw in the whole judicial system from the Supreme Court on down. And let's throw in the entirety of Congress. There's only one or two people in all of government that are even remotely speaking out against some of these elephants in the room. But some of that is just lip service. 
because they know we're watching. And so they're providing us with a little bit of theater. And that's another elephant in the room. Everything that's happening in Washington, D.C. is theater. And it's really sad. But the big elephant in the room that I really wanted to focus on is the subculture, as I mentioned before. We are so fragmented in this country that there's no way that we're going to be brought together, not without intervention from Almighty God. And so we need to be in prayer, constant prayer, that God will heal our land. But we're going to have to repent and turn from our wicked ways. And honestly, I don't see Americans doing that. I know that God will fulfill his promise to us. But will we continue to turn our backs on God as a nation? Unfortunately, I think that's the case. But we need to pray for a massive change of heart. Because these people who are turning their backs on God and thumbing their nose at God and mocking God, they need to change their ways. They need to repent. And they need to get on the right side of things. But again, I think that's going to take an intervention of God for some of these people to change their mind. I know that it happened to Paul. He had a transformation. It is possible. So we do need to pray that that happens again. But the subcultures that I am seeing are different places in towns that have always been, quote unquote, the wrong side of the tracks. These places are now being considered no-go zones by police. That's where the majority of crime whether it be murder or rape, robbery, assault, theft, other crimes against property, arson, is prevalent in these communities. And if you don't think there's a problem, I'm going to give you a challenge. Next time you're online, look up as many videos as you can watch and go to all of the dangerous neighborhoods and all the rundown neighborhoods and all the neighborhoods that have subcultures Not only in the cities, but in every town. Now, you're going to find mostly things on cities, but I'm going to guarantee you, you are going to find the same element everywhere. But I just dare you to watch some videos of Philadelphia, the rundown areas of Philadelphia, or Memphis, or New Orleans, or Los Angeles, or Chicago. I could just keep going. I could mention every town in the country. The closest town that I live to that has any size at all is a population of 24,000 people. Now, while 24,000 people is not very many people in most people's opinions, it is large enough to see that that same cancer, this subculture of people that live on the streets, the drug culture, the ones that the people that live in cardboard boxes, the ones that live in the sewers, it's more prevalent than you think. There are millions of Americans, and some of them, by no fault of their own, some of them are disabled American veterans that served in both Iraq and in Afghanistan, are now living underground in tunnels in places like Las Vegas, Nevada. It just makes you sick when you see someone that's paralyzed from the waist down, that fought for our country, that's living in a sewer underneath Las Vegas, Nevada. What's happened to us as a country? Well, that's easy. That's Satan. But that's an elephant in the room that we're turning a blind eye towards. We have people wandering the streets 
that are so zombified and out of it by drugs that central casting in a Hollywood movie couldn't cast characters as scary and pathetic as some of the people that are walking our own streets on a daily basis. And this elephant is huge. This is a huge problem. And I said that it wasn't going to be any of these other forces like the economy or a world war or something that was going to take our country down. What's going to take our country down is apathy towards the elephants in the room. We have such a huge problem. We have people living in tent cities to where you have entire blocks, sometimes as far as you can see. Sometimes it's along a certain street or a certain group of streets where there's just old mattresses and trash and junk and old tires and cars that are overturned or stripped down or people living in a car. There are even places where women are so scared for their lives and they live on the street that at night they find little culverts that are like 14 inches around and they put their feet in and they crawl in backwards as far as they can inside these culverts. That way nobody can get to them. Does that sound like a great American way to live? It doesn't to me. I know a lot of people go down and try to reach these people, and a lot of people do go try to preach the good news to these people. I do realize that they are not totally just left alone, that there are people that are trying to help. I do realize it. And what complicates things is not only the drug use, but a lot of the people who are street people are openly satanic. And I've seen people that are on the street that are trying to be street preachers that get brutally attacked, at least verbally, by mobs of people who just hate God and they hate Jesus. They don't want anything to do with God or Jesus. Well, we have to understand that that's going to happen. The Bible tells us very emphatically that, that Jesus will be hated by many. And also the followers of Jesus will be just as hated and that they would be hated because of Jesus. And so we've been already forewarned that this was going to take place. But taking the spiritual aspect out of this, if you possibly can, if you just look at it from a humanitarian point of view or even a legal point of view, that a country that's as rich and influential, supposedly a world power, that we have millions of people living in sewers, living in tent cities, Now, a lot of these people, like I say, are drug addicts or they're addicted to gambling or other vices, and some of them, they prefer to live on the street. That's what they are. They are street people, and it's very hard to reach people like that, and while I think we should continue to try to reach these people and help them, but the elephant in the room that I'm trying to expose is the fact that this exists at all, that conditions could exist in this country. That would allow this to happen. Seems like people are more worried about fake climate change and pronouns for people who are insane that don't know what gender they are. And people are more concerned about who's going to win some football title or who's going to win the March Madness or some other nonsense. We are seeing the world literally fall apart in front of our eyes. We are seeing fellow brothers and sisters. We are seeing fellow countrymen disintegrate and just basically rot along the side of the road. Some of the drugs that are now going in and being laced with drugs to make combinations, they're putting basically horse tranquilizer. And I don't know the name of it, but I know that it's really 
popular in Philadelphia. And by the way, Philadelphia has open drug markets that you can go up to get your free drugs and you have volunteers that are handing out free needles and bottled water and also bags of potato chips and things like that to people who are waiting in line. And apparently, from what I gather, there are certain doctors will actually go down there and assist people in using illegal drugs. In one report that I heard is that some of the doctors require that for their services, they get paid with a portion of the drugs that these people have. And I don't know what that sounds like to you, but it sounds like total corruption to me. And those that say, well, they're going to use anyway, we might as well give them free needles. That's like, well, this person is prone to suicide, so we might as well get him a new gun. We might as well polish it. And let's buy him bullets, too, because he's going to need bullets if he's going to kill himself. It's madness, folks. Everywhere you look is madness, and everywhere you look, there's an elephant in the room. And I'm going to do my best on this program to point out as many elephants as I can. Well, the big ones anyway, there's herds of baby elephants. I mean, so many that it would take two or three weeks for me to get through all the baby elephants. I'm just talking about the great, big, mature bull elephants with the huge, long tusks that are standing right in the middle of the room that we refuse to see. And it's time that we open our eyes to see this. And it's time that we open our minds to try to solve the problems. And it's time we opened our hearts to at least care enough to see that these problems are dealt with. Folks, we are in trouble. And that's probably the biggest elephant in the room, is that we are witnessing the death of the United States of America right in front of our eyes. And it's a very sad thing to watch. Very sad to see. But as I listen to other talk show hosts, I hear people talking about the housing and the economy and the price of gold and on and on as if things are normal. Do you think anything that's going on right now is normal? Anything? Do you think that the corruption in the churches is normal? Do you think that the massive corruption in government is normal? Do you think having street people everywhere is normal? Do you think wide open borders is normal? Do you think that rogue politicians that are starting, that are trying to start World War III is normal? you think any of this is normal? No, it's not. This is our new normal, folks. And then you find out that through the great efforts of Project Veritas with James O'Keefe, that they exposed this Pfizer executive's gain-of-function admission, that they were going to have a cash cow to where they could make untold amounts of money just by releasing viruses that they themselves create. And of course, the news media put that under the rug too. It's time to look at these elephants, folks. And it's also time to get us an elephant gun and lots of ammunition. Because unless these elephants are taken care of, folks, we're going to get trampled. And before I go on break, I'd like to mention that you can support Truth to Ponder by sending in a donation. And you can go to Truth ponder.com and then go to the support tab click that and it'll lead you through how to give money to truth to ponder electronically or if you want to send in a check or a money order you'd write the check out to ancient word radio you'd mail to truth to ponder 
P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, Virginia, 24319. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and pick up where I left off. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Returning to David. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In the book of Hosea, it says this, For the children of Israel will abide many days without a king or prince, without sacred stone or sacrifice, without ephod or idol. After this, the Israelites or the children of Israel will return and will seek the Lord their God and David their king and they will come trembling to the Lord and to his goodness in the last days. Now what's that about? Well, the Bible says this, that at the end times, in the last days, the children of Israel, the Jewish people, will return to the Lord. That means they have to be away from God up to that point, but they will return to the Lord and to David their king. Who's David? David was dead 3,000 years before that. So what's David there? Well, David is a way of saying the son of David, Messiah. In other words, the Bible is saying that in the end times, the Jewish people will return to the Lord and they will return to the Messiah. They have to, that means they have to have left that Messiah. Well, there's only one they've left, and that is Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah. Meaning that these are the last days when the Jewish people come back. And the time when you see them come back to the land of Israel. When you see Israel a nation again, you know you're living in the last days. It's the time for Israel, the Jewish people, to return to their Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus. So pray for them. Keep praying. Keep sharing. Keep loving. Keep blessing. Because the days are come and the days are near when they shall come back to David, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, their King. Want more? Ask for the three end-time teshuvas or returns on CD. Now, how'd you like to be blessed with a special blessing? And that is with a super spiritual vitamin uh, to help you have a super spiritual walk in the Lord. That's with Sapphires, your daily devotional with Messianic teachings, Israel World Events and Prophecy, and also the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to join me in the great commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. Now, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1, and that's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom in David, David, Messiah, Jesus, our King. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is your host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I'm really happy that I'm able to help Bob out in his time of need. And again, let's keep Bob Bierman in all of our prayers. I would really appreciate that. Also in our prayers, we need to pray for our country. We need to pray for deliverance and I think most of all, we need to pray for the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And ultimately, that's what it's going to take. 
is the return of our Savior. And so if we're looking at big picture here, well, that's the only thing that's going to really solve all these problems I'm going to be talking about. But what do we do in the meantime? Do we just sit there with our head in the sand? Do we join different organizations that try to help as a community effort? Do we do one-on-one ministry? Do we... What do we do? It's a really hard question. Because when you have a whole bunch of elephants in the room and they're trampling your rights and they're trampling on humanity as a whole and they have no qualms about trampling on God, every day you see more mocking of God and more belittling of God. And it's becoming mainstream that anything that has to do with God there's just open season on that but you notice they don't do that to any of the other religions they don't dare do that to Islam and why don't they because they're terrified of the consequences of what might happen to them because the Islamic people are not they're not very forgiving when it comes to people mocking their beliefs but Christians are taught to turn the other cheek and we're taught to forgive and we're taught to love. And so what really happens is that these people mock Jesus Christ, they mock Almighty God, and what they get back from that is passiveness, love, forgiveness, and everything that they should get back from a Christian. I'm not saying that we should get to violent like some other groups do. I'm just saying that that's one of the reasons we're such an easy target. But we have elephants in this room that are huge. And if we don't start dealing with these elephants, they're going to trample everything. They're going to literally trample our future and our children's future and our grandchildren's future. And what's really sad about the whole thing is that the powers that be don't care. They don't care at all. As a matter of fact, if they do care, it's just they care to get their evil deeds done more efficiently and faster. Right now, we're living in a time where Satan has never had at his disposal the weapons of mass destruction and also the massive delusions that are hitting so many of the people all across the planet. Our world is extremely sick, and it's been sick since the fall of Adam and Eve in the garden. But now we're reaching new heights of illness as far as mental illness. We have elites that are totally out of control, and they're trying to put everyone into a tribulation. And while I don't think we're in the big tribulation right now, I do have a few thoughts about the tribulation. There's lots of talk as to whether we're in the tribulation or not. Well, you might not be, and I might not be. But getting back to these subcultures, I challenge you to watch these videos of people that live under the streets, the people that live in the sewers, people that live in cardboard boxes, and people that are just out of their mind in drugs. And really take time to watch these videos. There's thousands of them up online where people are driving through neighborhoods and showing you the most dangerous part of each town. And then ask yourself do these people? look like they're living through a tribulation? And the answer is obviously yes. So for parts of our society, there is tribulation. Most people could not survive a week. They just couldn't do it. 
and the horrible conditions that these people have to endure every day. And now that it's winter, they're still out there. It doesn't make any difference. Maybe they have an extra cardboard box that they put around them. But I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for anyone. I'm, I'm trying to get you to open your eyes to see that this elephant needs to be taken care of. It needs to be fixed. And then you have these people that are trying to start World War III, and they don't care if the nuclear weapons start flying. They don't care about the pollution of war. But your lawnmower is destroying the world. Your little car is destroying the world. You cooking on a gas, you using a propane or a natural gas range is killing the planet. But let's send a bunch of tanks and nukes and everything and let's start a big war. These climate people are all liars. And that's another elephant in the room is the disinformation, the lies from the news media, the lies from the so-called scientists, everyone that's on the take, all these people that are bought off by Pfizer and all the rest of Big Pharma. It's time we understand that most of the doctors out there, which I know this is very controversial for me to say, but the doctors get a lot of money from Big Pharma. A lot of them got scholarships and they make their money pushing the products from Big Pharma. And I'm going to tell you right now that I don't trust Big Pharma at all. I hardly even trust even an aspirin anymore. After all of my studying and seeing everything that the drug companies are trying to do behind our backs, of course, they're doing it for us. No, they're not. Gone are the days of the old humanitarian doctor that was practicing because they loved their fellow man. Those days are gone. I know that I haven't been to a doctor for over two years. And I have conditions that I need to be seeing a doctor at least twice a year. I hate to say this, but I can't go back. I just can't. I have zero trust in modern medicine. Zero. And from someone like myself that... I had to rely on modern medicine to save my life, and they did save my life. But everything changed somewhere around 2015 to 2018. Things started really changing. I don't know if it was Obamacare. I don't know what it was, but things started really changing. And now the medical profession, I look at them as mercenaries working for the wrong team. And so that's an elephant in the room we need to discuss is the absolute collapse of any kind of humanitarianism and patients' rights and just the normalcy of what medicine used to be is gone. And I used the word mercenary here a few seconds ago. Another huge elephant in the room. Do you realize that the Russians have a group called the Wagner Group? that is basically mercenaries for hire, and they're a company that's based out of Russia, and they do have to follow Russian laws. That is the only thing about them that I can say is possibly a good thing, is that they are regulated. But they are people for hire. They've been hired to go into Africa and throw the French out of some of their former colonies. They've been hired by Russia to go fight in Ukraine. And they are nothing but mercenaries. 
They're highly trained mercenaries, but mercenaries nonetheless. And like I say, this group does have to answer to Russia. Now, I don't know how much stock that you give that, but I give it a little bit of stock just for the fact that they're not just running free reign. But the United States has a group, and they're called the Mozart Group. And the Mozart Group relies on just donations from people. They're not funded by any government, or are they regulated by any government? But yet, they are in Ukraine fighting. They say they're not fighting, but they're trying to train Ukrainians to kill Russians. That's one of their jobs. But they have absolutely no government oversight which might be a good thing since our government is so corrupt. But they answer to nobody. And so there are war crimes that possibly can be committed on both sides by mercenaries. And as those mercenaries commit the war crimes, they're committing the crimes in the nation that they're supposedly representing. And so a very real possibility is that the Mozart group and or the Wagner group could do some very atrocious things that are crimes against humanity, all sorts of war crimes. But yet, they won't be held accountable. The country that they say they're fighting for will. And so this Mozart group could go do something atrocious that can come back and be pinned on we the people, because aren't we supposed to be a government of, for, and by the people? And these mercenaries are there quote-unquote, representing our government. And so we're having wars fought with mercenaries that are going to have no consequences. But the buck is going to always stop with you and with me, with the common people. We're going to be left holding another bag. And it's all because we have incompetent, corrupt leaders that are allowing mercenaries to run rampant all over Ukraine. In the name of who? Are they fighting in your name? Are they fighting in my name? Certainly they're not fighting in my name. I don't want any mercenary trying to say he's fighting for me. I didn't hire anybody, nor did I ask anyone to fight for me. And also, this whole debacle in Ukraine. You have another elephant in the room. And that's the German government ignoring what they signed ending World War II and sending tanks to Ukraine. Now, I just got through watching a video of a trainload of these leopard tanks going over to Ukraine. And you might say, well, we have to defend Ukraine. And I got to say, why? If you knew the whole history of the thing, you'd understand why what's happening is happening. And you'd also understand how pointless The whole thing is. It should not have happened. But getting back to Germany, these tanks that they're sending over into Ukraine, and as I speak right now, the tanks are in Poland, and they're heading by rail through Poland to Ukraine. They're marked. They have an insignia on the tank. You know what that insignia is? It's not a swastika. But it is the German cross that the Germans used in World War II. And then the Germans say that they're not a party to a war. We're not doing anything wrong. We're just helping poor Ukraine. Do you realize that once German tanks 
start shooting at and killing Russian people, that the agreement signed ending World War II will be null and void as far as the Russians are concerned. And if you think it's just the Russian government that understands all this, you're very badly mistaken. The Russian people know that Nazis killed 27 million Russians. We always talk about what happened to the Jews in World War II. And we always talk about the Holocaust. And the number seems to be 6 million were killed. Some people think there were less. Some people think there were more. I'm not going to get into that. So I'm just going to go with that 6 million figure and say that's correct. We make a huge deal out of the fact that 6 million people were killed. As we should make a big deal out of it because it's horrible. It should have never happened and it should never happen again. But 27 million is 21 million people more than 6 million. And so the average Russian knows that Germans killed 27 million Russians. They know this. And as these tanks head into battle with the symbol of Germany on the turret, what do you think is going to happen? The elephant in the room is, is that the die has been cast. World War III has already started. It's going to get real ugly, real fast. It's going to be the most tragic thing that's ever happened on the face of this earth. And we have to just pray for God for protection. And you have to get yourself right with God. Because we have satanic evil people that are following Satan. And they're heading straight to hell. And they're going to take as many people with them as they can. And I've always wondered how the German people could have allowed someone like Adolf Hitler to have come to power. Now I've got to ask again, how are the German people allowing them knowing what their grandfathers went through and how their country was just bombed into oblivion and how many German civilians died in the suffering and the destruction and they're letting their government do it again? Even if you think Russia is 100% at fault and needs to be kicked out of Ukraine, that's, a, that's up to the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians should have never, ever sent their army against their own civilians in Donbass. If you really want to start pointing fingers, that's where everything started, is when there were a lot of civilians being killed by the Ukrainian army. And that is where we really need to start with that elephant in the room, but I'm not going to hit that one today. I'm just going to hit on the fact that World War III has started. You have different people in the government structure of Germany that have publicly said that they're at war with Russia. And the average Russian person, from what I gather of all of the information that I'm reading, and also from going to different websites and reading the writings of common people from Russia and also the rest of the world, is that the Russians don't want to see a repeat of World War II, and they see that's exactly what's happening. And they're not going to let it happen, period. So the Russians see this huge elephant in the room, and it's called aggression from Germany, and they're not going to put up with it. They can't afford to. Their history 
tells them they have to act. They don't want to lose 27 million more people. You might say, well, in nuclear war, they're going to lose more than that. This does not need to be a nuclear war. doesn't need to be. And the satanic, corrupt politicians in Berlin and in Washington and in London and in Paris and in Brussels, all over the world, all of these corrupt people in their seats of power, they're the ones that are going to start the nukes flying. Whether they're the first ones to push the buttons or not, they're the ones that are making sure it's going to happen. Because another elephant in the room is the fact that millions of people have been injured and hundreds of thousands, if not millions more, are dying from the Pfizer death jab. And a lot of high-profile people that don't die but collapse, well, they're not seen. And I've been watching videos of the football player that was on Monday Night Football that collapsed. And there are videos supposedly of him, but he's always far away. He's always showing a side view or a back view. And if he does face the camera, it's always blurry or he's got his face covered. I don't know about you, but I smell a rat. I really do. I think that it's very possible that we're seeing a bait and switch. I'm not going to say that we are, but I don't trust the media and I don't trust the government. And so who knows the truth of that matter? But a young football player that played for University of Central Florida, he just fell over dead from a heart attack. Of course, that's normal now. And there's been children as young as five years old die at school from heart attacks. But that's normal. Nothing to see here. We have a huge elephant in the room. It's called mass genocide. And until we call it what it is and go after the culprits and stop them and then punish them for their evil deeds, nothing's going to change. Millions more will die. They're forcing this shot into babies. If you care about abortion, you should understand that this is another way that they're aborting babies after they're born. They're trying to destroy an entire generation of human beings. They don't care how they do it. And so you have to understand that aborting them in the womb or killing them outside the womb does not make any difference as long as they are dead. Huge elephant in the room. Then you have world leaders all over the world and also cabinet members who are resigning, like the Prime Minister of New Zealand and other people around the world are resigning. And then you happen to have mass resignations of officials in the Ukraine government, and several of these officials were killed in a quote-unquote helicopter accident. And I really don't believe it was probably too much of an accident. We have things going on worldwide that I think would make a maggot puke. I really do. And there are things that we have to do to get rid of these elephants. But do we have the will? Do we have the will to try to right some of these wrongs? I said at the first of the show that prayer is our best option. And I do think prayer is the strongest thing that we can do. But there are other things that should be available to us. 
Do we have to sit back and accept all this new normal? Do we have to accept the fact that there are people that are now dead because they wanted to travel overseas? And so simply so they could go on a trip or see a family member or do something that they wanted to do, they went and took the mandatory quote-unquote vaccine, the death jab. They're now dead. You have little kids, five-year-old little kids, innocent, beautiful little babies are dying. You have children being taken away from their parents and their parents declared unfit because the parents distrust Pfizer and do not want to have their children vaccinated. So conveniently, our broken judicial system, which is another horrible elephant in the room, has to stand up for the other elephant and pick on we the people, pick on the parents. And another elephant in the room are the out-of-control school boards. It's amazing. The pompous, arrogant, narcissistic, horrible actions of these school boards. I would be ashamed to be on one of these school boards. They always sit in an elevated spot of the room where they're looking down upon the people. And they have a little microphone there and they give everyone three minutes or five minutes and they just sit there and ignore whatever's being said. And then they rudely interrupt, your time is up, you're done. And then on to the next. And then they ignore the next one. And all the while, they're bringing in drag queen story time into the school. They're bringing, they're bringing in critical race theory. They're bringing in all this woke indoctrination. They're bringing people who are mentally deranged and also predators that are grooming your kids into the schools. And they're condoning it. And they're even writing the checks and paying for this to happen. And yet, if you go to complain, they won't listen to a word. And if you happen to hit a nerve, and if they happen to listen for a couple of seconds and it makes them mad, they call for the police. They have you thrown out of the meeting. You're out of order. Police, police, throw this person out. And so the elephants in the room are all working in conjunction. They're a pack of elephants. They're like a pack of rabid, wild, drunken elephants that are drunk with power and they are standing up for each other and they're crushing our republic they're crushing our not only our god-given rights that we enjoy but just basic human decency they don't even have basic human decency these creatures that sit on school boards and these creatures that patrol the streets in police cars and abuse people that they pull over They're always on a power trip. Seems like that we have gang members that are running our judicial system. We have gang members that are running our police departments and are staffing our police departments. We have gang members that are, and we have drug cartels that are calling themselves Pfizer and all the others. They're nothing but a huge drug cartel. They're using us as a cash cow. They're milking us dry. And until we see America as it is right now, And don't see it as we want it to be or don't see it how it was. As long as we cannot see it as it is right now, there's nothing that we can do to fix it. And so again, I dare you to sit down and watch at least an hour's worth of 
American cities. Look at the street people. Look at the drug dealers. Look at the prostitution. Look at the people living in sewers. Open your eyes. Open your mind and watch this. It's everywhere. And the way I look at this whole thing with society is I'm going to bring another analogy to an old saying. They say one bad apple can spoil the whole bushel. And that's true. If you have some apples that you want to store and you see that one's rotting, if you pull it out and wipe the others off, then chances are really good you've solved the problem. But if you leave the rotten apple in there with the good apples, the good apples will go rotten pretty fast. That's just a physical fact. Well, I'm going to tell you this. We have a cancer in our medical profession. We have a cancer in big pharma. We have a cancer in our federal government. We have a cancer in a lot of our state and local governments. We have a cancer in our judicial system. We have a cancer in society as a whole. We have a cancer in our law enforcement. We have a cancer among society that allows people to live on the streets and live in sewers. And for American veterans who have lost limbs or are paralyzed that have to live in sewers underneath the street. What kind of country is that? Am I describing a first world country or am I describing a third world banana republic? Well, it's obvious to me that we have sunken to a third world banana republic status. So what are we going to do about this? Well, first we have to see it. And after we see it, then hopefully there's something we can start doing about it. Well, I really appreciate you tuning in today. I hope you got something from this show. And I would ask that you would support Bob Behrman by praying through prayer and also considering donating to Truth to Ponder. And donating to Truth to Ponder is pretty easy. Simply go to the website, which is truthtoponder.com, and you'll see a little support tab show up in the menu. Click on that, and it'll lead you to how to electronically support this ministry. But if you'd like to do it old school and send a check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. Again, I thank you for listening. And until next time, everyone, open your eyes, open your hearts, get on your knees. But most important of all, Replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.